0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this man here, yawning rude is Marrick Larwood did the yawn come uh, uh, over and did, did it come out it was in my eye line and it, and it really distracted me from my important I did job I put
1: my hand over my mouth as well Hello. apologies but... I'm very hangover
0: <laughs> uh, that's quite alright you're allowed to you're in a successful uh, play at the most important theatre in the land
1: I had to do a play today uh, and I was uh,
0: pretty much drunk
1: because <laughs> you want to broadcast that? It's a kid's
0: show. No, I wasn't. You weren't drunk, no. no. That, is that a was lie. a figure of speech. You were drunk on the power you had over the, the minds of young adults.
1: I went out with, you know those friends who insist on buying you drinks and never letting you go home? Alcoholics, yeah. Well, no, but I have one of those friends who said, uh, uh, I my phone went out of battery, I texted my girlfriend that I was coming home, then my phone ran out, then uh, I proceeded to be told, oh, "You're not going home yet. One more." Then this escalated. I thought I was. It, it was twelve o'clock because I couldn't tell because I had no watch because of my phone. Yeah, I in some basic bar. It was pretty much gone three. Yeah, but of that happens. Tr- I mean, t-
0: time. By the time you get underground, time mm. has no meaning, does it? It always. You always end up. It's fine. It's fine.
1: But this podcast is not about your. <laughs> Your drunken Wait, you a drunken night so you are said you were hungover as well I'm
0: slightly hungover yes yes i just had uh, one too many uh, last night in the cinema though in a lovely cinema bar i was seduced by the ambiance um what cinema bar please uh well the trocadero in uh, central london which for many years was an absolute hellhole it looked like a sort of abandoned set for batman forever it sort of had its day, the Trocadera. It's a big centre in the middle of uh, London next to Ripley's Believe It or Not. And it it sort of had its heyday in the um, arcades era when mm. it was full of arcade machines and stuff. And since the advent of uh, games consoles and stuff, it's been an abandoned wasteland. Well, the, and it had a cinema in there, which was one of the nastiest cinemas in London. It's The cinema part and a building next door has all been renovated into Picture House Central, they call it, which is sort of now the flagship cinema of the picture house chain uh and they are a chain these days and, and it's got a nice bar in it and cafe and stuff and loads of screens and leg room there was leg room is it getting busy because i've heard people saying this is a great place and no one ever went there but it, was it... it was fairly full yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean words got out it was really nice it was really nice but i went to see a film there last night so um uh, and i was enjoying it too much i was genuinely thinking of uh purchasing a membership card to get uh, discounts. But I thought, mm, Whoa. maybe maybe come a few more times to make sure it is this good.
1: Yeah, don't uh, hang on. You know, yeah, I know.
0: It. I know. But I went to see the film um, Steve Jobs. There. Steve Jobs. Steve's Jobs. I don't like Steve Jobs. Uh, he's dead. Well,
1: because I had to buy a new phone today yep. and my phone literally conked out exactly that two-year period when I finished. But almost exactly... As soon as I built in of,
0: obsolescence they yeah. call that don't they did he talk about that in his film they did not no although they, there is a weird strand in it I'll get into it but there is a weird strand in it of um, the, the thing he keeps hammering on about is how Apple products should be entirely closed systems as in they're not compatible with anything else and you can't tinker with them and that's his vision just go, oh not a great vision is it <laughs> but anyway so this, is the, sto- this is the the story rundown. this is the story of uh, the entrepreneur Steve Jobs who you may have heard of who is basically responsible for Apple um, the, the iMac and the later products that were a success um, and it's directed by Danny Boyle mm-hmm. it's written by Aaron Sorkin of um, West Wing and uh, lots and lots of things uh, fame but at Sports Night and The Newsroom and did he write A Few Good Men? Is that him?
1: He wrote the Facebook one as well didn't he?
0: Uh, yes, The Social Network Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's written by him and it stars Michael Fassbender as uh, Steve that's Jobs That's a really great free Yeah, and it, it does not fail on that score at mm-hmm. all they're all doing Fastbender's bringing great Fastbender. Aaron Sorkin is 100% Sorkin it about the place and uh, Danny Boyle's doing brilliant work you know he's a very good director um, and there wasn't a line at the end that said and in the end it was all about computers mm-hmm. there wasn't a voiceover which was good um, Kate Winslet is in it as his sort of um, uh, marketing manager uh, lady And it's got other good people in it as well. Seth Rogan plays—I was going to say Mike Wozniak, Steve Wozniak, who is his sort of engineering buddy who came up with the the Macintosh uh, with him in a garage back in the day. You know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this is the story, and it's very theatrically written in that it's three acts, uh, very defined acts, all of which each one set uh, in the moments before the product launch of a new thing. Okay. So it goes from the, the launch of the, uh, the Macintosh, the first Macintosh. Um, I think it's the first Macintosh. Anyway, um, then the launch of the next, which is the uh, product Steve Jobs developed outside of Apple after he'd been fired from them. And then after plot happens and he becomes... Uh, he, back at Apple again, and then the launch of the iMac, which was the massive success. Uh, but there's this whole storyline about his daughter going on underneath, because for years and years he denied she was his daughter, even though a court uh, said that she was. There was an over a 94% chance that she was. Anyway, and it's his relationship with her. This, it's, it's really interesting. It's brilliant. It's really good. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, you have to like Aaron Sorkin, because this is more another Aaron Sorkin play, than it is a sort of true account of who Steve That's Jobs sort of was. a of
1: fast-talking, walking through corridors. Yeah, sort of right?
0: everyone is sort of hyper-intelligent, possibly a bit sociopathic. There's all this sparring with words and feelings. And it's it, it, if you like that, it's, it's great, because you've got that stuff, that sort of West Wing dialogue, but <laughs> done by Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet and people, you know? It's, and that is, that is excellent. Where where I found it a bit silly, and I think where Sorkin often falls down, is that his dialogue makes whatever that you're talking, whatever his characters are talking about, of the utmost stratospheric importance. Okay, and that's why when it was about the president of the United States, it sort of worked. You know, uh, events of global importance. Whether when it's about uh, a new computer and whether it has rounded edges or not. You sort of don't care. <laughs> I think I think Apple nerds, or to use the proper term, I would say, uh, Apple cultists, will love this film absolutely because it really does hammer the Steve Jobs was exceptional and right in everything he did. Is it? Ultimately. Is that what it is?
1: It's just. A, is oh it, no, he's it, a
0: complete it, asshole. They play him as a oh, complete it's not sort bellend. of
1: funded by Apple or some sort no 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 no.
0: But he is a bellend. But you you. You sort of have to believe that what Apple achieved is wonderful, rather than just another product on the marketplace.
1: It's been a bit of a flop. This film, has not it? As well.
0: Well, I don't. I don't. I. I yeah, I, I don't think many people care about Steve it's Jobs. Really, I think they're yeah. a minority. Like you know, it, it tries to claim that what he achieved was revolutionise the world with his vision of personal computers, and there were lots of other people that developed. You know. Personal computers. No, oh, everyone's doing it. You know, you know. I mean, the lot. Apple Apple nuts will claim that you know Bill Gates just copied Apple's stuff, you know, mm. every step of the way, and just did it more cheaply and slightly shitter. But you know that seems to be what people wanted mm. <laughs> ultimately. But you know, it's. I really like Aaron Sorkin stuff, and this is one of the best of his stuff I've ever seen.
1: I always fear with him, maybe because I've watched Watch the West Wing but when i watched uh, the facebook one well, social yeah, network it felt
0: i haven't seen that weirdly it,
1: it felt as though it was a, a a box set rather than a film interesting didn't have that feel of a film to it it feels like, uh, it feels like oh, this is like part 1 in a series of things that's right. sort the of tone and that feel yeah, yeah.
0: it wasn't filmic enough it was, it was not just a mini series well but, i i think this that this very clever i haven't seen that it would be interesting to Make comparisons, and I'm sorry I've not seen it to be able to do so. Don't Th- worry. This one felt very filmic in that it was, it had three acts, and that was it, you know, and it, it felt like it had a progression and it was one story being told. Um, I, Yeah, I mean, he's clearly been asked to write it because of the social network, hasn't he? Of being yeah. the right man to make this stuff Films, interesting.
1: That's where the, yeah, it's just the same, it's real, really similar to. I'm surprised you did it, because it's a really similar area. Yeah. Um, but but who, who ultimately... Who was the most annoying it, character in it?
0: The most annoying character.
1: Who was the most annoying acting performance in it?
0: There wasn't one, actually. Everyone was great. Everyone was really, really good. Um, is it... I always forget his name. The guy in the newsroom, which was the... Um, the... Fl- Jeff... Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. But I always get him confused with... Um, uh, the guy who plays uh, Lone Star in Spaceballs, um, okay. who's the president in Independence Day? What's his name?
1: L- I don't
0: know. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I'm looking. I'm up. confused now. Bill Pullman. I always uh, get Jeff no, Daniels I mean, and Bill Pullman. They're, not their faces, their names. They is go confused. for the same.
1: They go for the same roles. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're sort of going for the elder statesman sort of thing. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. But Jeff Daniels is really good in it. Really good in it. He plays the CEO of Apple.
1: He's managed to do Dumb and Dumber and do...
0: I know, incredible. um, And lately he's playing a lot of
1: that sort of older statesman character, isn't
0: he? Well, he plays curmudgeon's very well. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got the one speech from the newsroom that um, did very well on YouTube about... uh, It's in a lecture um, and... Uh, where people, are politicians, and people are talking about America. You've probably seen it. I think it's from the pilot episode. Okay. In fact. And he does this big speech about how America isn't the greatest country in the world anymore, and why would you think it is? Oh. And and it's very well written, and he does it brilliantly.
1: You know. I'd like to read it. It's good. It's good. And he plays him as a similar sort of character in The Martian. He plays as sort of well. Oh, is yeah. he in that as well? Yeah, just playing like the
0: the head of the business. The head of the business. The
1: head, uh, all the official terms, I will be releasing my book on uh, a correct terminology at the How end of the year. How to become the
0: head of the business.
1: How to be the business one.
0: <laughs> By very um, Yes. I like that. No, so. Um, How many Davids? You know what, I'd give it eight, I think. It, it's a good piece. I. I it's got something of um, Birdman to it. Uh, but that's probably in the sort of it's it's all set backstage before a performance mm-hmm. and it's got that very Aaron Sorkin following people around corridors yeah, so that's probably that. that's those, probably yeah. all it is uh, that's reminding me of it you know that's very similar but it's Fassbender is excellent he's really good and he manages to straddle that line between playing an, an ostensibly unlikable character But you hope that he gets redeemed. You know, I think that's hard to do. I think other actors would just end up being a villain you want to get their comeuppance. Mm. You know, or others would just play it too sort of mimsy and nice. He he is totally a sociopathic, you know, penis.
1: Well done, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, you you're a very good actor, young man. And you
0: know what, Seth Rogen's very good in it as well. Do you know he made his
1: uh, screen debut playing? The bad guy sidekicking Donnie
0: Darko. Is that right? That was yeah. his first film. I think
1: it might. that might not be true. Was he not in Freaks and
0: Geeks? It, but that's TV, isn't it? it yeah.
1: It, I'm just looking through IMDb. Uh, his first Hollywood film, yeah? He was, yeah. And the first thing he did was Freaks and Geeks. So well done. We are both very clever. Thank you. <laughs> um, so have we got any letters? Yes, we have. Who wants to talk to us? Uh, some people like writing letters
0: we like reading them out if anyone would like to put that to a drum beat and maybe a bass line and send it in to us we might use it um, so, ok it is Ben Grub Ben Grub uh, isn't he the thing in uh, Fantastic Four I don't know oh no it's Ben Brim. Um Ben Grub uh, what accent does he want Please can you read this out in the scary Vincent Price or Christopher Lee voice? Cheers. Okay, I will do uh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Very good. Dear David, Merrick, Buddy, possible guest, possible Danielle, and highly likely police cars... I've been meaning to send this to you for a while, but seen as it's Halloween this week, we haven't read this in a while. It seemed like the perfect time. That's worth 20 days late. 20 days late. Sorry, Ben Grubb. An article on the No Film School email newsletter caught my eye the other day and led me to end up watching a video essay called The Problem With Horror Movies Today. And he's uh, attached a link there that I won't read out. The video was inspired by the creator Chris watching The Babadook, which, although I haven't seen it yet, I remember you guys really enjoyed. The video then goes on to examine, unsurprisingly, the problems with a lot of formulaic modern horror films and what makes The Babadook so good. I'm by no means an expert on the horror genre, but I found it really interesting, and it called to mind a lot of the problems that Danielle in particular has had with horror films over recent years, in particular the quiet, 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 really loud jump-scare trope. There are a lot of other points raised on how the genre has changed, or filmmakers have just gotten lazier. The psychological nature of the Babadook is partly why I don't watch more horror films. I see posters or trailers for something, and my imagination runs wild, conjuring up things which, at least to me, are far scarier than what is in the actual film. But this is enough to put me off. I would be interested to know if you agree with the points raised in the video and also, as it's nearly Halloween, sorry, which other films you would recommend as being excellent examples of the genre. Keep watching the films, Ben! Well, we've clearly uh, screwed up by taking so long to read this this email. We got a whole load in a row. We did get a whole load in a row, but thank you for your email, Ben. Um problems with the horror genre we have discussed We've covered before it anyway. but maybe you but, made a
1: good point about um, uh, that's a great website the uh, no film school no film school what is it no it's, film it's a, dot com? is dot yeah it? it's a filmmakers website where they've got they do something like, about new cameras coming out they show sort of lighting technique and stuff like that people, you, don't, you basically don't need to go to film school, you can just look on there. He's got some incredible videos of how to do stunts and things like that. It's really worth checking out. Wow. Go into filmmaking, no film schools are brilliant.
0: I'm learning how to do um, choreographed fight scenes at the moment as a course. Whoa! On Tuesday nights, I've got an exam in two weeks time. Are you going to be in the Raid 4? I'm not that good yet. I'm doing basic level 1, but I'm doing sword fighting and punchy things. Basic level 1? Well, you've got to start there, Marek, haven't you? Yeah. I get to use swords and stuff. It's good. Whoa. Yeah. It's good fun. It's good fun. I recommend it as an evening class. Um, Who else has emailed in?
1: Um, Another person. Good.
0: What do they want?
1: Oh, uh, Craig Hunt's um, written... Okay. Craig Hunt doesn't say... I do him in my own voice. I can't be bothered. Okay. Dear David Mack, I've just listened to episode 207 and I completely agree about not reviewing Dear Zachary so as not to earn the experience of anyone who hasn't watched it yet. I wonder if you would consider doing a 5 10 minute spoiler episode that would make it easy for people to avoid if they hadn't seen it yet. The reason I ask is obvious. As someone who has seen the film, I very much want to discuss it or at least hear other people's opinions on it as it's something that is so horrifically sad. Uh, Sorry, so uniquely satirific and dark and yet so utterly compelling and shows awe-inspiring strength from the grandparents. I think, feel this film... Feel this film is something that will stay for me forever. I'd love to hear your views sometime. Maybe in, the, maybe in about a year's time, when everyone's watched Dear Rap Zachary... Well, we should too. go on
0: about it every week, really, to make sure people remember to go to YouTube and find it. It's the for those who uh, haven't listened to the episode we discuss it or don't discuss it uh, to be more accurate Dear Zachary uh, Zachary spelled Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y um, A Letter to a Son About His Father is a f- exceptional documentary that we can't talk about without spoiling we think but it's on YouTube for free and the reasons for that we won't tell you either but you can go and watch it there um, I I highly recommend it I think it's excellent in it it is a human story i have never seen told in fiction or truth before it's jaw-dropping yeah so please watch it dear I've, zachary
1: i've got no one here and it's written could marrick read this out in the style of mr david reed could you
0: could you <laughs> i'd love to hear what you you think i, I would know. love
1: to hear it let me do it now okay dear david marrick I've just came across a trailer for a documentary called Raiders. The story of the greatest fan movie ever made. It looks like a fantastic story. What can be done with no budget, a family video camera and a genuine love for film. I have been trying to track down the full length doc but can't find it. Could you and the Film Fan Angle listeners help me out in tracking it down? I think it's well worth a watch. Big thanks to keep watching the film was Matt Ray. So I think um, if you have heard of Raiders the the story of the greatest fan movie ever made maybe you could put it on our Facebook page. Raiders,
0: the story of the greatest fan movie ever made. Is this a a sort of Swedish version of Raiders of the Lost Ark? I presume so. I've not even heard of it. I've not heard of it but okay. Um, Raiders, yes, uh, if you do know what we're talking about, because we barely know what we're talking about here, um, then go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash filmfandango, and please post anything you find up there. That would be very useful. Uh, whilst I'm on it, if you'd like to email us yourself, then you can do so by emailing dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at filmfandango, or at Mr. David Reed, or at Marek Larwood. Um, Anyone else? Or is that it for um, this that's week? That's about it for this week. That's it for this week. Well, Marek, you have seen a film also.
1: Yes. Now, you may remember a year or so ago, um, uh, a film, an indie film, Hit the British Cinemas, by Steve Orr and Alice local Sightseers.
0: Sightseers. It was a Ben Wheatley-directed film, but the, the first one he's directed that he hadn't written himself, Ben Wheatley of Kill List and... Uh, what was it called? Uh this first film, uh, to me, oh the Thingy Crescent, what was it called? Uh, it's good anyway. Yeah, it's Down good. Terrace. Down Terrace, that's the one. Is it Down? Ten- 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 Ten, no, no, it's right? Down Terrace. That is what it's called. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, so Steve Or made that film or did that film, and they and I. Um, this is a bit name dropy but I was doing a thing called Drunk Histories last year. Yeah, and uh, he was in the same episode. It's, a, it's an American uh, series All where that, yeah. where they get people pissed and they get t- and access to mime to them
0: yeah the piss people basically tell stories of historical events uh, including doing the voices themselves and then they use that as the soundtrack with actual actors being as earnest as possible acting it out and miming anyway that, it.
1: that's beside the point point is that Steve Warren was doing it uh, he, I know Steve from quite a, a little while in this industry a genuinely lovely nice funny talented man
0: very funny as well
1: and he w- said to me I said what's happening after sightseers you um you, you, uh, you know, what, you, what films you're making next? And he said he was so frustrated um, with the whole industry that he basically budgeted. Did, he had an no idea for a film, and he was going to spend. You know, he spent his own money making this film, right? Um, and it is. <laughs> and I've heard some other people who have actually been it. He basically wrote a script, and then all of the parts are just everyone in it is pretending to be like a primate I suppose right and so sort of Neanderthal yes or Neanderthal you... thing but set in suburbia sort of modern okay so it's just say say, and everyone's got those sort of tribal instincts and they're behaving territorially and behaving sort of half like humans but in a normal sort of yeah yeah half like monkeys but they don't speak at all they just make so the script is just for the actor to know what they mean yeah the right. script is just animal noises <laughs> It's incredible, I. I mean, it's supposed to be. It's billed as a comedy, and he's he sort of plays the lead, and it's got Juliet Barrett in it. Um, Lucy Honigman is brilliant in it. Uh, uh, you know, Tom Meaton's in it. Julian Ryan Tut. Wayne Shepherd. Tony Way. Toy Wheel there's Of great people. Um, it's. I felt one of the most disturbing genuinely disturbing films I've ever seen what's it called it's called Ah. Oh, how would you search for it A A A it's A A A A A A A H you find it anyway just put Steve oh, there's Ball no on RGH it. it's available it's available I've got it on iTunes you can download it from iTunes for three quid or something like that ok Um
0: I think that's going to be hard for people to search for. Like a, a friend of mine, slight side note, used to be in a band, uh, a signed band called um Dan-an-an-an-acroid, and uh, they came across this problem of people didn't know how many ananans uh, there yeah. were in order to search for it. Well, I don't have a problem in finding it. Um, okay. It's
1: It's great when you see when you see a film go, I'm not saying before that disturbs you and you don't know what's going on. And some bits are funny, and it's shot just quite judgy and sh- almost as if, almost as if sometimes you think a monkey's holding the camera. Do you know what I mean? It, it just judges from here and there. It fast zooms in, fast zooms away. It feels like you're watching at your the the camera's sort of personality in itself. Yeah. And they're doing horrific things to each other. There's sort of um, Steve Orms. It starts off. He's obviously it starts off with him. And Tom Meaton, and he's just pissing on a picture of presumably his ex-wife, <laughs> and Tom Meaton wipes his dick clean for him. Uh. It's just quite, and they walk off just grunting, and mean, Meanwhile, Julian Ryan t- sort of taken over as the head um, sort of monkey in the household, where he's re- where he's replaced uh, Julian Barrett. Because he's the youngs, you know, it's almost like right. a, uh, watching a Dave Aspinall thing where you see the new monkey coming in and take over. Uh, it's such an odd mix of things, and it's. I didn't think I'd liked it, but it's grown me more and more, and I can't stop thinking about it. It's got under your skin, has it? It really has. The soundtrack is really odd and sort of 70s ish. It just feels like this odd picture of Britain that only only feels it feels um, intrinsically British which I quite like about it as well right so it's sort of having a knock on suburbia and all the aspirations that you know watching TV making a nice cooking a nice meal but the meals are really awful just if you want something completely different that is uh, odd disturbing and you might hate it or you might absolutely love it watch it ah ah and Steve it's good Orms. to support ah. support these people who aren't being you know, he's made a great film already and yet he's not got the backing to, to get to go and do it himself with his own money.
0: Absolutely. So, well, I'll, I'll, I'll track it down as well. iTunes, you said it's available. Is it available elsewhere? Do you know? I should think so. Okay. It's on Amazon Video as well. Right. Okay. How, uh, do you want to give it a rating or are we just promote really. it? I don't really. I think no.
1: it's just, um, I think it's fascinating. I think, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what our listeners uh, think of it because I think it will really divide opinion. Yeah. But, if you do watch it, I'm intrigued to see how long it stays with you and what you think of it a week later. All right, it's got well, some we'll really vivid down.
0: scenes. That's interesting. It? I'm, I, you know, I'm finding something genuinely different that mm. you know does get under your skin and make you think about stuff. But it's
1: great that these actors pre- are prepared. Are great actors are prepared to go and do something for someone. Yeah, they're prepared to be in this. But everyone you've described
0: thing. is sort of from a gang at the peripheries of stuff like uh, The Mighty Boosh yeah. or it's that generation of people aren't they like he's certainly worked with uh, Meaton and Tony Way a lot before mm. and all of this no yeah. it's exciting I like it when uh, you get little gangs yeah it's always good um, alright well track down R and uh, Steve Jobs which uh, which also needs your help in in the box office <laughs> but um, it's uh, two films for you um, I think that's it for this week yeah Um we are sponsored uh, at the moment, but uh, which is covering our costs at the moment. But if you've listened to past episodes and would like to contribute towards our running costs uh, that have been considerable over the years, and it is years now, then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there and everyone who's donated to us recently. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching the, the fil- films. films.